I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just hanging out. I started watching The Crown today and I'm invested. I I just started watching it today too. No way. Yeah, that's very weird for a show that's not on its fourth season. Yeah, I just like I'm I'm in the middle of like I just I just got to like episode am I in the second episode? No, I'm still I'm like at the very end of episode one. Wow. What do you think? It's really good. I mean, the cast is really good. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised by how good Lithgow is as as Churchill. But yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I like I like Jared Harris. So even though I know he obviously he's about to die, like I like seeing him. Um, and Matt Smith as Prince Philip is awesome. Yeah, he's a good Philip. He like looks like him too. But I don't, Matt, seeing Matt Smith is funny because I always think of like Doctor Who, and even though I never seen Doctor Who, like I know how silly it is. So like seeing him in like a really serious role is like kind of weird for some reason. But he's a really good actor. <laughs> like he's he's great. He was my favorite Doctor. Yeah, and Claire Foy is really good. I really like her. She's very good. I like her a lot. Yeah. What are the odds? What made you want to start watching? Uh, honestly it was just because i had pulled up netflix and so like the like the main thing is they're advertising for season four right now and i'm like eh i got nothing better to do i'll at least try it i think i had watched yeah because when i started it i was like the episode was like 10 minutes into the first episode because apparently i had started it like i mean probably you know like four or five years ago when the show first started but And I've just been seeing a lot of people talk about it with, like, um, Jillian Anderson is, like, playing Margaret Thrasher and stuff, so. Yeah, I've been interested in hearing about, uh, like, just how they portrayed Princess Die and just about hearing what went down. And I'm like, I I need to know. Because, like, I'm kind of interested in the royals and everything, like. I I woke up like four five in the morning to watch the royal weddings. Like of course I don't you did. I don't know why I'm invested. Like I don't know. All I remember is like growing up and my mom like being so sad when Princess Diana died. Like she always just talks about how much she loves her and how much she loved her style and how good of a person she was and. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the royal weddings. I just think they're just so magical, just like the weddings, you know, in the beautiful church and everyone's there. But like now, like knowing that a lot of those people aren't very good. I don't know. I like Harry and uh, Harry and uh, why am I Megan? Harry and Megan. I like I them. Like they're them good people. I like that they just are like fuck it, we're out of here. I know. Like, yeah. Like, I think she's great. And, like, the, I mean, the just disgusting amount of, like, racism and shit 
was like horrifying to see. And then I just, I love the fact that he's like, okay, fine. I'm just going to go then. Like kudos to him, man. Yeah. Props to them to like, you, get out. You, yeah. You somehow managed to be a person. Like, which, uh, no, I mean, I said that that sounds flippant, but like, seriously, the fact that you managed to have like a real, like, human, like, reaction and get out when, like, that's how you've lived your entire life is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. I just, it's so weird just hearing about, like, how it's, like, so disheartening for the family. Like, he's, like, betraying the family by what? Like, moving to Los Angeles with his wife and, like, living a normal person or close to a normal person life. Like, it's crazy. Just, like, the standards and the protocol. Like, fuck all of that. I'm happy for them that, you know, they're raising their kid and an environment that's healthy and somewhere where it makes all of them happy. Yeah. Yeah, God, what are the odds of that? Like us, like starting like a show on the same day, like just God, that's just great. But, anyways, how was your week last week? Did you do anything fun? I didn't really do much. Um, I had a birthday. Birthday, 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 happy birthday. How was your birthday? <laughs> it was good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I went to work, so it's not like, and anyway, even I hadn't gone to work, it's not like it could have done much. Like, normally, you know, I like to go to a movie or something, but that's not a possibility right now. So, yeah. Like, I had good food. I had ordered Indian food and talked to my parents. It was nice. That's good. Do your coworkers like know it's your birthday on your birthday? Or are you like, do you keep that like top secret information? <laughs> I had a cake the next day because the coworker who knows, like, because right now, like, some people are working out of a Jersey office and some people are working out of the New York office to, like, you know, like have it split up so we are like under the like capacity for the COVID stuff. And so the only one who knew was in New Jersey. And I and she asked like if they had gotten me a cake and I'm like no and she was like super fucking pissed so the next day they got me a cake. Oh, what kind of cake? Uh, crepe cake. Ooh. Yeah, from this like super swank uh, bakery out here. It's like a hundred fucking dollar cake. So. <laughs> wow, I'm jealous. And it was pretty. I mean, I assume that it was a pretty pretty good cake. It was a pretty good cake. I love a good cake, like a good, like, chocolate. Like, my sister made this, like, keto chocolate cake for my dad because my dad's been doing keto for the past, like, six months. And she's just been, like, baking him stuff. Like, he was like, I want chocolate. And she's like, okay. So she made him this, like, big cake. And it was just so good, so moist. Like, I don't know. I've just – you go through phases with foods – like, right now, like, chocolate's my thing. Like, I want, like, everything chocolate. But I'm glad you had a good birthday and some good cake. Yeah. Have you been up to anything exciting? Um, no, not really. Had a boring week. Um, I went hiking on Saturday just to get out of the house. San Diego went back to uh, purple tier because uh, people like to forget that you know there's a pandemic going on and you know we should yeah. we we should really behave and like Halloween came around everyone's like let's let's celebrate Halloween let's go trick or treating because you know there's a pandemic going on but you know so yeah that's fun it's just it's fun watching everyone like freak out about it because um, it's not a big deal like we don't have to go out we don't have to you know it just it's crazy like I live or Carlos and I live two hours away and I go to his house like every other weekend and he's been in purple for like the whole time so like I'm used to it so like everyone here is like oh god like do I have to like schedule what time I go to the grocery store or how am I supposed to return this from the store or like how how do I do this um, I can't eat inside restaurants anymore. What am I going to do? I don't know, like cook something at home. Oh, I, I, I 
was in the kitchen on Saturday. I was allowed inside of the kitchen and I made food. Okay. What did you make? Well, I told uh, Carlos's family is celebrating like Thanksgiving like a little earlier just so that we can all get together. And I was like, I should make something because like Thanksgiving is not really like my favorite holiday. So I'm like, I'm going to make things that like I kind of like and that I think everyone else will like too. So I wanted to test it out on Saturday. So I made a butternut squash soup. Um, I made like a lemon uh, capered Brussels sprouts dish. Just put the caper, the Brussels sprouts in the oven so they get all crispy and put like this like caper sauce with like oil and capers and uh, lemon juice. It turned out really good. The butternut squash was good too, except Carlos likes to go crazy on the pepper. So like my sous chef was just like pepper, pepper, pepper. So like, <laughs> but everyone liked it. And then he made chicken um, just for the family because they were like, hey, we want to eat dinner too. So make some meat or something. And he's like, all right, I'll make some lemon pepper chicken. And that was fun. And then I made dessert. I made a crustless uh, pumpkin cheesecake that actually turned out really good. Instead of using uh, cheesecake, I used a uh, non-fat greek yogurt and it turned out really good i was i was really proud of like my culinary skills for like not being very experienced in the kitchen so Mm -hmm. that's good yeah yeah i i succeeded in something i not that i never thought that i would like succeed in but like when i imagine myself i don't imagine myself being like this baker or this like (laughs) this person who's actually skilled in the kitchen like i was like i was nervous but i think the thing i was most nervous about was like cutting myself because like i i don't want to do that because like i like i like my hands and like i (laughs) would hate to you know (laughs) cut something off like that'd be like kind of sucky right yeah it's also like fairly unlikely I mean, you never know. I mean, you you see on the Great British Baking Show, like, how people, like, cut themselves sometimes, like... Yeah, it, yeah, they usually, they cut, there's a difference between cutting yourself and, like, cutting something off. I, I, you never know, just, this shit happens sometimes. You just gotta expect the unexpected. I don't know, but, yeah, it was, it was an okay weekend. It's the start of a new week, so... Now having to start thinking about, you know, Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas and, you know, what to get friends and family for Christmas. And uh, I have very indecisive people who I'm like, what do you want for Christmas? I don't know. And then, like, the day before, they're going to be like, I want this. And I'm like, well, great. It's December 24th. I got you a a blanket. I don't know. But, yeah, the holidays are here. Yeah, it's getting close. Well, it is Monday, so happy Mando Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we we have some new items on Mando Monday. Yeah, anything that caught your eye? A couple things. Um, There was this... Star Wars legging and sports bra set. And it's like, it's Baby Yoda. It's like Christmas decorations, but like decorated with Baby Yoda. And there's like a bunch on their website. Like, there's like the Mandalorian, but like, it's an ornament. And it, it just, matching, it just, it's interesting. Just the creativity of star wars and workout gear and like i'm almost tempted to get it but it's expensive and i think that's the point of mando monday is to get people to be like i need to get this because it has star oh yeah wars you think you think you think the point of the thing where they highlight merchandise is to get people to buy merchandise i think so what about you did you see anything the um, the her universe pajama set's pretty cute, but I don't really need any pajamas. Um, uh, I did I pre-ordered the Moff Gideon Black series. Oh, cool! Which is funny because it means in the past, like, 
three weeks, I have gone from having no Moff Gideons to having three of them on pre-order because they have the vintage, the retro, and now the Black Series. I mean, they're sort of coming out, you know, like the Black Series comes out in February. I think retro doesn't come out until like next summer, but that'll be a nice surprise when I get the email telling me they've shipped when I've forgotten that I ordered them. Isn't that always the best? And Hot Toys has announced that they're doing a six scale Gideon. There's no, um, there's no, like, there was just like a teaser image. So I have no idea what, like, you know, it could be still like two years away. It's not even up like on Sideshow yet for pre-order, but I'm happy they're making one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Ooh, there was also the Baby Yoda cuddle plush that's like plush that's like two feet tall. That's pretty cute. It is. That's a big plush. Two feet tall is like bigger than like the actual baby Yoda. Pretty cute. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's like $50 cute, but I think it's pretty cute. Yeah, I can't spend $50 on a stuffed animal. I think the most I spent was like 60 something on like one of the animatronic porgs I got from Galaxy's Edge. Well, you have to have the porgs. I do. I know. I always hate when I'm out and I like see new ones and I'm like, ah, you can't fit on my table. <laughs> yeah, well, I see a lot of like clothing items too. There's a lot of shirts, a lot of sweatshirts. Um,. A lot of art. I saw a lot of cute art. I don't really like any of the shirts. Yeah. Like they're all just they're all just very much like here's a promo shot from the show that we're sticking on the middle of a shirt. Yeah. I know. I'm not really much of a t shirt person anymore. Like I only wear t shirts if I like work out or something like I like sweatshirts because obviously like it it gets cold and I need a sweatshirt but I don't know I, these don't like call to me or anything I mean I like the amount of like Bo-Katan that we're seeing but I don't know it's just not for me um what else is going on in Star Wars? Oh, they released some pictures of what the Galactic Star Cruiser rooms are going to look like in the new Star Wars hotel. I think they're fucking ugly as shit. I, they remind me of like a cruise ship. But, like, with no windows and, like, I, I don't know. Like, I get that you're immersed in in this, you know, new world and you're on a ship. But, like, there's no windows. Like, I like to wake up in the morning and look out, open my curtains and look outside. Because, like, how am I supposed to know the temperature? Like, is it, is it raining? Is it sunny? I mean, I can check my phone, but like, I like to physically see it. And the fact that, like, there aren't any windows in here, like, I don't know how I feel about that. It's, I don't know, like, it's, you know, it's just also, like, utilitarian looking. And I get that it's sort of, like, the stars aesthetic, but it doesn't, like, make for a room that I want to stay in. Like, if I'm spending that much money, I want, like, it to be, like, really plush and luxurious and not look like a military barrack. This just reminds me of, like, if a parent, you know, went all out in their kids' room to make it look like Star Wars. Like, I can't imagine, like, a family of four, like, staying here and it being, like, realistic. Like, there's just, it's not a lot of room, and it's, like, so much money for $3,000, like, a person. Like, you can get, like, a nicer room at the Grand Californian for probably cheaper. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it all looks like stuff from the 
star like the pottery barn star wars collection yeah yeah it just it doesn't look and like these are just the queen beds too like there's gonna be like a larger captain's quarter cabin but they haven't released those yet but like these are like considered the regular cabins and each floor is gonna have like 32 of them that's a lot and also i feel like they still like they keep like they do the rooms and stuff but they still haven't really talked about what an immersive interactive experience means yeah and i just feel like it's gonna end up being really stupid like even from a perspective of it being geared for kids it's gonna be really dumb I just can't get over how expensive it is. Like, I just, I I don't know how you can make something like this worth $3,300 a night. Like, it, it's just so, it just, it's, at least when you go on a cruise, like, you get food, you get, you know, entertainment, but like this, you're, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's still early on, so who knows, like, what else they're going to do. But I don't know. I I don't see how this is going to turn out well. But who knows? Maybe it might. But I don't think those beds look very comfortable, too. Because it's like there's, like, two bunk beds. And then there's the queen bed. And then that's that's the room. Yeah. Everything's just, like, gray and brown. And then there's, like, a picture of a starship on the wall pretending to be a window. And I'm like, oh, that seems really uh, incredibly... I, I think I would just feel very, like, claustrophobic. Yeah, it's it's very basic. Well, I I definitely don't think I will be staying here. So, unfortunately, we will not get a review live from the Star Wars Hotel. It's Brittany. No, that's not going to happen. Nope. I don't want to jinx myself. So, anyways, Emily, we had a new episode of The Mandalorian on Friday. There was a little baby frog person. Yeah. And there was a Mon Cal in a sweater. I want that sweater. Okay. More Star Wars characters in sweaters, please. Also, just the fact that it was like a Mon Cal, like in a, in a sweater and overalls. Loved it. It was adorable. Like, I, I get it. Like, planets get cold. We need to see that. We needed to see that the temperature on that planet was like not not too great, and that the Mount Calamari dude needed a sweater. Well, especially because he's like working on the docks. You have all that cold air like running out right off the sea. Yeah, it gets pretty chilly. Reminds me of like San Francisco or something. Yeah. I wonder if Baby Yoda gets very cold. He doesn't seem to. He was toddling around in the snow, no problem. He doesn't, he doesn't got little baby Yoda shoes or anything. Maybe he doesn't need shoes. Maybe, hopefully he doesn't get, like, splinters or anything. I mean, Yoda Yoda was, like, walking around a swamp without any, like, foot protection. So I feel like they're probably okay. Yeah. What did you think of Frog Lady reuniting with frogman i'm so upset that they don't have names when fucking everybody in goddamn star wars gets a name but frog lady does not get a name she's in two episodes and she's very important to them she doesn't get a name but i liked her and i liked her reunion with mr frog lady it was very cute it's like when you see like a loved one at the airport or something and she did like a little like happy like excited like wiggle and then runs up to them and it was very cute it made me so happy. I'm glad that she made it safe, and I'm glad that he was so thankful that she made it safe, and that he was excited about their little eggs, and they're like, we did it! We saved our species! I just, I, I gotta say, right from the beginning, 
I, I I love how jacked up the Razor Crest is. And when it lands and then falls into the water, I burst out laughing. It was a it was a good moment. I just love how careful it was, like getting onto the port, and it was just like ah no, boom, so good. Dude, that ship is fucked. I don't know how that ship's gonna get fixed. I just love the Mon Cal looking at it, like, like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Overall, what did you think of, of the episode? Um, I don't love it nearly as much as some people did. I mean, partially because I don't have, like, the nostalgic, like, thing for Clone Wars where, like, you know, like, seeing somebody makes me excited. Um... I do think it's cool to bring in man- more Mandalorians, and I love the fact that they like acknowledge right away that the Mando is in a cult, and I love that it's his children of the Watch. That's a really, I mean, even if, even apart from that, obviously being Death Watch, it's a really cool name for a cult, and I hope they explore that some more. Um, I wish they'd gotten Katie Sack off a better wig. Oh yeah, me too. Oh, it wasn't very good. Also, I think Katie Sackhoff is a better voice actor than she is like a, re- a like a regular like screen actor. I don't think she's great. Like she's fine, and I know people love her because they love Bogotan, and I know like people love her as Starbuck. I watched I Battlestar Galactica, one of my favorites of all time. I don't like Starbuck, and I don't think she's very good in it. Like her she's name fun. was Starbuck, like yeah. the like the coffee place. It's it. I mean, it pre. It's because it's from old like the original Battlestar Galacta there was a character called Starbuck and it's from um yeah it's it's not I mean because Starbuck is from um is it from is it from Moby Dick is that what it's from but anyway um yeah I just I think like she's I don't think she's terrible or anything I just think she's not very good at like and she's just very smirky and that's about like the range that she has yeah, I mean, I think it was really cool seeing her, but it reminded me of watching one of those, like, fan-made videos. <laughs> Not in, like, a bad way, but it, it, the acting wasn't the best. But, I mean, that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm just happy that we're getting characters, you know, from the animated series into, like, live action. Like, I think that's really cool. I really like how they kept her, you know, like she was also the voice person and she was also the the actor. And that makes me real curious to what Ashley Eckstein thinks because, you know, she's not reprising her role live action as Ahsoka Tano while Katie Sackhoff got to. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, you get in, I mean, even with the voice acting, but especially like live action, you get into some... Um, Ray stuff there that you can't you can't have her do it yeah but i mean you probably also if 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 you mean for the character to be a person of color you shouldn't have a white person voice them anyway but that's something that a lot of shows are apparently just realizing and changing now so there's only you know so much you can do but (sighs) yeah God, it was just this year that they were like, you know what? I think we should change this. I just don't think it's right. Or, or what made it right like 20, 30 years ago? Like what what made it right like six months ago? Like just now all of a sudden? Just... Yeah, uh, I mean, look, at least it's finally like at least people are changing it. Like, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think it's something you deserve applause for for finally doing the right thing. But at least I can be like, okay, thank God. Yeah, um, it's yeah. good to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, a little too much jetpacking for me. Oh, yeah. I, I thought that as soon as I saw the amount of jetpack. I'm like, Emily is not going to like that. Well, it's also weird that they do two scenes in a row where the other Mandalorians jetpack in and save Mando. That's weird to do in one episode. Like, they're on the boat. He's on the boat, and the baby Yoda gets kicked into the sea monster, which was also hilarious. Oh, but 
look, as soon as the dude, the squid head guy is like, hey, you should come see this thing. I'm like, okay, somebody's getting kicked into that water. Uh, I wasn't sure whether it was going to be Mando or Baby Yoda or both. But as soon as they said that, I'm like, oh, that's a sign of danger. But then in the next, like, when he's back on the ground and they go to, like, all the, the guy's brother is, like, there to kill him. And then right away again, the Mando's jetpack in. And I'm like, but you just, you just did that. Maybe John Favreau and Bryce Dallas Howard really like jetpacks. Like, but it's not just like look. I mean, it's not even the jetpack that's the problem there. It's that having them step in two scenes back to back in the exact same way is weird writing. Yeah. Like, hey, remember that thing two minutes ago when we came in and saved you randomly? We're gonna come in randomly and save you again. It's just not. It's not particularly great writing. Maybe it's choppy writing because maybe they had something like a scene before that and they like scraped it last minute because it was a 35 minute episode. Didn't we hear at the beginning of the season that every episode was going to be around the 50 minute mark? Weren't we told that by somebody? I thought it was from Favreau. Maybe something must have like went down or like it was definitely said. I mean, maybe he just doesn't know what the shit he's talking about, but I know it was said by somebody. Um, I l- loved all the Empire stuff. I think I know why. Look, as soon as I saw Titus Wallover as the, like, Imperial dude, like, <sighs> this is the third actor from Deadwood we've gotten so far this season. I love Mr. Adams so much. And so seeing him, I was very excited. I'm, I was expecting him to die, but also I was a little bit sad that he died because I'm like, I totally could have used more of him. You know, it took me a long time to figure out that was Mr. Adams because I was watching it with my dad and my brother and my dad was so excited because that guy is Bosch it's on Bosch. Amazon. And yes. my dad loves Bosch. And when Carlos came over, he's like, oh, how was Mandalorian? He's like, it was, it was the best episode out of the whole series. Like he was just so excited about it. He's like, you need to watch it. It was really good. And I'm like, I I think I know why, Dad. But it was just funny because just his reviews on The Mandalorian have been like early down lately. Like the episode, the last episode, man, he was he he just texted me just with a thumbs down emoji. And I was like, Dad, you don't get it. But I mean, at least he likes it now. The fact that his favorite character of all time was was there. <laughs> But, yeah, he was fun. I liked seeing him. I like that because, like, the other, like, when we've seen, like, the stormtroopers and and who are with Herzog were all, you know, like, dirty and battered and, like, sort of, like, scraping by on the planet. And, like, Moff Gideon's people are a little bit more, like, are definitely more together than that. But seeing, like, this could have just been, like, they look like if the Empire were still, you know, like totally in charge. Like that's how they looked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool because, of course, because these things don't just all disappear. And the whole like the long live the Empire thing, it was very Hail Hydra. It gave me chi- it gave me chills. It was awesome. The the suicide tooth being like electricity instead of like cyanide, like an old spy novel was awesome. Yeah, that was really chilling. The you know, long live the empire, and you know, seeing Moff Gideon there, and him, you know, being like, you know what to do. We we can't surrender. You know what to do. Yeah, dude, he's just gonna crash this entire ship. I'm like, that's some dedication, man. That's like, that's what fascism gets you. That's really scary, but. But what did you think? Because what's your favorite part? Well, I, I definitely think my f- favorite part was seeing um, Bo-Katan, you know, watching The Clone Wars for years. I know we're watching it with you, and it was just so good to see a character that I knew from the animated series, like, in live action. Like, I thought it was really cool, like, connecting the worlds, and, you know, for her to acknowledge that the Mando is uh, in a cult, and... You know, him realizing it, you know, baby Yoda looking at him like, yo, we're in a cult. 
like what what the fuck man but i really want that to be explored and i really hope that we get more of them you know to help them realize hey buddy like you can get out you know you can take off your helmet we can see your really pretty face pedro you, you really yeah. like it like yeah take, they're, they're take yeah. it off they're giving themselves like a entryway there if they want to have them out of that yeah it was it was very action-packed very i i see like a common theme of like every episode of hey mando you help me and i'll give you information which like i'm fine with it like it's great we get some action we get some more storytelling like i think it's fun we had a good time with the empire we got to see mr adams you know, we got to see Moff Gideon for a second, a hologram. That was pretty sick. Like, he's so scary. God damn it. It's so, like, and I, look, I'm not an idiot. I realize he's an actor. But, like, when you see him in interviews and stuff, you go, you could never possibly be scared of that man. He is just, like, he's got the, like, the smile that, like, lights up an entire room. He's always, like, making jokes and he's amazing. And then he's just the scariest person in the world. He is. Like, I would not want to disappoint that guy. And the fact that Mr. <laughs> Adams had the balls to ask him for backup. Like, Mr. Adams, like, you, you, that, that doesn't happen here. You know what to do. <gasps> oh. Yeah, I was I was really uh, scared for Baby Yoda when they throw him into that monster water pit. And, I mean, I knew it would be okay. Because, I mean, you can't... People should know you don't fuck with Baby Yoda because the Mando's going to come for you. And not only did the Mando come for them, but his his Mandalorian crew did uh, all the wonderful actors. Oh, yeah. Sasha Banks was awesome. I really liked her. She's she's yeah. a great thing. She's a pretty little thing. I really she was like cool. Her. I liked her slurping up that squid. That and hot. I liked the. I liked it was. Um, I liked it when the squid attacked Baby Yoda from his bowl of chowder. And when 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 he takes the baby Yoda to the frog lady and Mr. Frog Lady to be babysitters. I mean for I, mean, I guess he doesn't know anybody else on the planet, but come on, dude. Like <laughs> But then when he's like when he's looking at the eggs and it's like oh you know he's gonna try to eat the eggs again but then he sees the little like tadpole come out and then at the end when they're looking at the baby in the little bowl I love when he's dropping him off at Frog Lady residence and he's telling Baby Yoda to be respectful and I'm thinking like a baby doesn't know that like he's like talking to I know it's good to talk to kids. You know, like, normally, like, how I'm talking to you. But, like, it's weird that he's just, like, be respectful. Like, he doesn't know what that is. He was eating some frogs last episode. He doesn't know how to be respectful. But that's okay. I hope he learned a lesson, though. I hope he learned a little Baby Yoda lesson. But, again, like, I just, I really, I really love the frog people. They're just very sweet. I want to get a Christmas card from them and their family. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I want to be friends with the frog. I would babysit for the frog people. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'd I'd like to do like fun activities with the frog people. You know, host like a gathering at like the park or something, and so they can bring all their seventy five kids with them. You know, I'll like, be I'll be in a I'll be in a book club with Frog Lady. Just like hang out and drink wine and chill with Frog Lady. What kind of wine do you think Frog Lady likes? I'm thinking like a red wine, like a Merlot. I mean, they pro they might have some cool like Frog Planet fruit wine, but Ooh. <sighs> it's pretty good. The life of Frog Lady. I just did you see that she apparently was in like episode one or something like there was like a clip of her we just didn't realize it until like she was like the star of the show the next episode no i saw that going around on twitter and i was like oh my god i can't believe you didn't recognize her i'll have to go back 
Yeah. But overall, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a fun episode. Bryce Dallas Howard did a really good job. I really like her directing. Yeah, she's good. Oh, and I liked the when he gets on the ship and it's all like held together with string. Like, and he's all, like, grumpy about it, but I'm like, dude, what did you expect? Yeah, man, he gets back, and he's all grumpy, and he's like, this is all you could do? Like, he's such an asshole. Like, I love him, but he's an asshole. The dude told you that he couldn't fix it, but he could make it fly. He told you what he could do, and he did it, and you're still surprised? Like, what did you expect? It's what, like, 12 hours later? Come on. The Mandalorian is an impatient child. He was definitely an only child. Well, I don't think no, I don't think so because he grew up like in the clan. But maybe, yeah. Do you think uh, we're gonna get Ahsoka Tano in the next episode? If it's next episode, it won't be until the very end. Yeah, that's what I expect, too. I mean, it was cool like, hearing her name drop, Ahsoka Tano. But, I don't know, something tells me that Ahsoka's not going to be happy to see Baby Yoda or the Mandalorian. Like, I, what, what is she supposed to do with the baby? I mean, she's not, a, she's not a Jedi. Yeah. I don't know. And then it brings up the whole question about... Oh, what's she doing? Is she looking for Ezra? And I'm just like, God damn it. I hope we don't get there. Like, I mean, cool if, like, they incorporate it in, like, a cool way. But I don't think I'm ready yet to find Ezra. <laughs> no. I would be happy to never find that character. But, no. Unfortunately, it seems like next week's going to be um, Gina Carano showing back up, which I'm not looking forward to. Yeah, I'm not either. I don't know how I'm gonna be able to watch that and try it, or even like enjoy it, because she's been going off a lot more on Twitter lately, and I don't like it. Yeah, no, I don't like her, and I don't want to see her on my screen, especially not in Star Wars. Which is a shame, because I like Carl Weathers a lot. And I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, I mean hopefully this will be like the only episode with her in it. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's the bummer about a show like this is like you get so excited about, you know, the action and adventure and, you know, Baby Yoda. Then you get back to reality where, you know, like they hired someone to do the show and this person is like spreading hatred and shit. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What a bummer. Well, I hope... I don't know what I hope to be honest. I just I, I hope it goes by fast. Huh. Well, uh do you want to talk a little Deadwood because I don't think we have voicemail or email. I'm checking again just to make sure we do not. Um I recently watched episode 10 which was advances none miraculous this episode is depressing i think it was so depressing because like you know from my understanding from the last episode that he just like the horse just killed him right there and i was thinking thank god it was slow and painless but no of course not instead what everything's awful in deadwood and like you literally like see poor william like die yeah and it's it's gone and and you know and like one thing that I think is like they do such a good job of is 
Okay, and we talked. I talked about this a little when we when we did the episode before it, but like this town is so like violent and criminal in so many ways. But like everyone in town is like horrified and super concerned about William. Yeah, everyone was asking about him. You know, you have Tolliver, you have, you know, everyone. You definitely not the rat Farnham, but God, he's just such a fucking rat. <laughs> I have nothing. I, I I don't even remember what he did this episode, but probably not anything good because he's a rat. But even like you, it's just like it's like you just have like random people like standing around outside the doctors, like waiting. Yeah, and, you know, you see Al, you know, right before the episode ends, and you see that he definitely feels for what's going on, even though he, like, kind of tries to deny it, and he's giving Trixie shit because she's crying about it. And Yeah. And, he definitely ugh. feels it. The scene, okay, because so, like, you know, the, the, the Doc tells Bullock that, like, there's there's nothing that he can do for William. But, you know, like, M- Martha, knowing that Martha would get comfort out of it really, like, tells her, you know, to, to put it, you know, like, do things like put a cloth on his head. Like, talking to him would be a comfort to him. And when he tells him, because Seth asks, and, and, and he's like, it'd be, he, it'd be comforting to hear from his mother and from his father. And so there this scene at the end of the episode when Martha and Seth are talking to him and Seth is pretending to be his brother and it kills me. Cause he's like talking about like the, like the, the duck calls that he taught William to do and how good William is at it and how proud he is of William, like taking care of his mother and how like, Oh, and, like, how happy he is that, you know, he and Martha and William are all together. And it's just, it's just devastating. It's, it's so heartbreaking to think that, you know, this woman lost her husband and had to go to a new town to, you know, be with her new husband. And in that process, she lost her son. Like, this woman has lost so much. And... You just feel for her. And, you know, her talking about, you know, wanting to go back to, I believe it was uh, Wisconsin or something, somewhere. I don't know why I'm thinking Wisconsin. But she wanted to go back and she wanted to take him with her. And, like, that's it. And she's done. And just, like, and she, you know, she flat out said that, that like, she feels guilty because she brought him out here. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, the guilt that she has. Like, that's just unimaginable and, like, so awful. And the, oh, poor Tom Nuttall, who was just, like, he was just, like, trying to, like, like, give the boy a good time and, like, show him his, like, bike and, oh. I knew that fucking bike would be trouble. I don't know why. <laughs> but, God, that's just so awful. Yeah, the mood in Deadwood has definitely changed, and I feel like it's going to stay like this for a long time. Am I right? Well, I mean, most of, like, most of this season is so compressed like this whole i mean the past several episodes and i think it goes until the end of it like only take place over a couple of days hmm. like i feel like the past three or four episodes are just have been like about maybe maybe a couple of days maybe a week at the most yeah I just, I wonder what happens now. Like, I wonder what happens to Seth now. I wonder, you know, if she actually leaves, which she probably will, because there's no point of her staying at Deadwood. I'm curious about Alma, if she's going to, you know, accept that proposal. Like, girl, you have, like, a wonderful man right there. 
He he wants to take care of you. Say yes. But she doesn't want to be in a loveless marriage. But I mean, what do you do, you know? Yeah. It sucks. And then, you know, Trixie and and Soul, you know, get into it a little bit. Just like everyone's just, everything's falling apart. It just, it's crazy how, like, such an event can just, like, shatter everything. Yeah, it makes you realize how small Deadwood is. Because, like, I, I mean, everybody, you know, like, however much this might be, you know, degenerate gamblers and, you know, a bunch of, like, prospectors and stuff. It's not like there's a ton of kids in town or anything. Like, oh, William would like everybody would have known who he was. Like, you know, he like goes to the hardware store to get stuff for his mom, and like everybody knows him as the sheriff's kid. And yeah, it's just heartbreaking. Like. And I'm so curious to see what happens next. Like, I almost, like, started watching, like, the next episode. But I'm like, ah, I can wait until Sunday. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. It, it's, 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 it's a tough one. I think, like, part of what makes it so hard is... Like, how restrained everybody is. Like, like it's all very, like, it's all very controlled. It's not like Martha is, like, like screaming and wailing or anything like that. Like, this entire episode is just her standing, like, basically stock still at William's side. And, 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 I mean, I mean, Seth, obviously, of course, like, like, the man can't, like do anything but be like stock straight and clench jaw and like just like just so I mean obviously like he I mean you know in whatever capacity like he's not he's not the kid's dad but he loved William and but also like has no idea how to like offer somebody emotional support (laughs) Especially not for, like, the worst thing that you can go through, like, the death of a child. So. It's it's just such a shock. I mean, like, how do you comprehend everything that's going on? But also, like, yeah, he was just, like, stone cold. Like, Doc telling him, like, hey, like, do this. It would be nice. Like, it, it just, they were both in shell shock. And I think that I was probably expecting her to, you know, be, like, emotional or... You know, wailing or, you know, because her son was in a tragic accident and was possibly dead. But, you know, she, I think almost seeing her just like so in shock was just as heartbreaking because you, you see her and all the things that she's gone through. And you think like, why did she have to go through that? Like, there is no reason why all these things had to happen to this woman. Yeah. And it's, but that's again, that thing is like, it's just this like string of events. You know, like if Tom, you know, if they hadn't moved out here, if Tom hadn't gotten the bike, if they, if, if, if the general hadn't found the horse, like none of it is anybody's fault. And it's just awful. Yeah. So sad. Well, I mean, I hope things get brighter in Deadwood, but they probably <laughs> fucking won't. Like, there might be a wedding. I don't know. Hopefully, Alma's unborn child is doing well. You know, hopefully Owl's doing well. Hopefully Trixie and, you know, Saul get back together. I don't know if they're even together. I, I don't know. They got a little tiff, but it, maybe it was just a little tiff. I don't know. It's just, it's so sad. Like, what do, you, what do you do? You know, like, but it's nice to know that the, the whole town is, like, invested and that they all care. And yeah. the general definitely felt guilt for it, too. Yes. 
Yeah, and because he he and and Holstetler leave to avoid being lynched, but and and you know General has a plan of like they can go off together and like start a new livery somewhere, but Holstetler decides that he's he's got to go back and like apologize to the sheriff before they can leave, which I mean, yikes! I mean, that's that's um that's um um real bravery right there but also like may- maybe don't do that yeah yikes yeah who knows what will happen with that and how s- this will affect Seth you know going on to the next couple episodes and seasons yeah there's only two more episodes this season Jesus You know, I was just thinking, I don't remember why I started watching Deadwood. Like, I don't remember, like, what was, like, the the main thing for me to be like, I'm going to watch Deadwood. But it just, it's funny because it's like I've been on this journey for what, like, a couple months, more than a couple months now. And I've just, like, yeah. been so invested in the town and the people and all these characters that are ending up in The Mandalorian. <laughs> Man, I hope they get Ian McShane next season. Oh, fuck. That'd be great. Yeah, that would be an awesome one. Or, um, I can't remember the actor's name who plays uh, Jane. She would also be awesome. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Let let Pablo Hidalgo know since he follows you on Twitter now. Maybe he can like do something. You know, he, he can be like, "Hey, Pablo, I got something for you." Yeah, I don't. I haven't checked to see if he's still following me because I don't want to know. But maybe he listens to us. Hi, Pablo. What's up, uh, buddy? I, I would highly doubt he listens to any Star Wars podcast. You never. I mean, he 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 follows you like the podcast queen. <laughs> I'd rather he like listen to like my Vin Diesel podcast or something. But how is that going? We're almost done. Like we have a lot more to release, but we only have two more to record. So you guys are recording it and just like releasing it like every couple like of like weeks well, or we're, whatever. Well, because we're recording every week, but we release every two weeks. Oh, I like that. That's cool. So we we've we have a backup and yeah, yeah, we have two more movies to watch, and then we're done for a while until the next fast movie comes out next year. Wow, what an event! Yeah, but we've got our next actor picked out, so. Can't wait to see who that is. (laughs) It changed recently. Like, we had an idea, and then we're like, oh, we don't actually want to watch all that person's movies, but. It changed? Yeah, it did. Oh, wow. I'm excited to see the change. Yeah. I think we realized that partially we just really liked the name that Steve had come up with for it because it was a brilliant pun, but we'll we'll keep it in our back pocket and see what happens after this next one. That's good. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I'm always invested in the things that you do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, also check out Emily. Emily's on every podcast that includes Star Wars out there and she recently recorded one with Steel and did a round table of episode was it 11 of chapter 11 of the Mandalorian yeah listen yeah, to that the, yeah yeah that, or watch it on YouTube yeah listen to it watch it do all of that I hear there's a lot of cursing <sighs> I got fuck, so fuck, close. fuck 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 does Steel not so like close. cursing well, no, because he wants it, you know, he wants everybody to be able to listen. So he asked people not to curse. And everybody else had been cursing. And I'd almost made it through. And then I slipped up right at the end because I was complaining about Disney. And it just, like, came out. But at least I wasn't Johnny, who swore, like, five times. Oh, Johnny. How's Johnny doing? 
you know, he's moved into the new place. Seems to be doing pretty good. That's good. Wait, waging his war against books and trees. He doesn't like trees? He doesn't like trees. But yeah, you're, the face you're giving me right now is the correct one. Because it's the weirdest thing I've ever heard anybody say. Unless you're like the bad guy in the Lorax. Okay. Johnny Grasso. Like, I don't know if you're, <laughs> you're listening to this right now. But like... Trees are so important. They're important for shade. They're important for resources. They're just so important to nature itself. Like, are there just too many trees at his house? Like, I, I am, I am such a tree lover. Like, I used to talk to trees when I was little. Like, I loved them. Like, I used to name them. <laughs> I would talk to them. Like, me and trees were like some very, very close friends. But you know, yeah, it's weird. Like, how do you not like trees? I don't, it's a very weird thing. Yeah, I don't know. Go yell at Johnny about it. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know. Very strange. But yeah, and also check out our friends, uh, the Geek Dudes. I saw that they recently recorded and released an episode, so check them out. I don't know why I'm yeah. plugging all these podcasts all of a sudden. Just oh, ending okay. the episode with, hey, check out our friends. Check out Blue Harvest. We love Haas and Will. The Sith List. I I like a very specific person on that podcast, which is Araj. Oh, I would have gone with Les. Les is fun. Yeah. But yeah, if you... I don't know where I'm going with that. But, Emily... Is that it? Anything else you want to add? Oh, listen to my other podcast, The Pop Culture Hour. Yeah, with Johnny Grasso. Yeah, tree hater extraordinaire. What a plug. <laughs> no, I think that's it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. You can follow the podcast, Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. And you can email the podcast, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Wonderful. And you can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger. So, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies where I had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger main main Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches on my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brews Fish tacos in San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity Dude I didn't forget This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the Canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Rabia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso Jesse McGee busted a rap for me Met her and horse be it scum and villainy King Tom Death Watch The most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata Shouted Rusty last time so I shout a rush too You know the list ain't complete without lesson boo This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up bitches all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name Don't feel no shame You love the fun The games And refresher bangs Hang on every word Of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes Every vein in Mendo's dicks
spread the word. Maybe buy a t-shirt. I don't know. Maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts. Take your CBD, send in your top three, and you'll always be a bitch like me. Get him, Eric.